Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 497. And today, I've got my good friend back on, Chris Schaefer, because we're going to dive into another hot seat session. And the title of this one is the exact title or subject line that came into my email inbox. Is this product too competitive? Please help. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, Chris. Uh, You ready? Yes. Uh, That's both the answer to the question, am I ready, and the answer to the question. (laughs) All right, cool. Cool. It was nice talking to you. This was a great hot seat. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think we're good to go. No, yeah, we let's actually good. dive in and take a look. And Scott, I'm, I'm ready to rock. If you are, I have that email from Quan pulled up. And if you want me to read through that and let everybody know the juicy details of what we're going to be diving into, I can do that for you. I, as well. I do. As soon as I let people know how to get the show notes and the transcripts, just in case, um, I forget to, I want to get that, uh, get that out there just so everyone knows that they can go over to the amazing forward slash 497 and you can grab the show notes, the transcripts, all the links that we talk about here in this hot seat session. And uh, that way there, if you wanted to go over and read it, you could. I know a lot of people sometimes, Chris, tell me they like the show notes and transcripts because while they're at work, which they're trying to get out of, they can read without their boss seeing or hearing them do what they're doing. Uh, Headphone. (laughs) headphones. All right, cool. Let's, <laughs> let's come go. On, yeah, come on. There's always a solution to that problem. All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and read that email from, uh, uh, Quan. It's Quan, right? I believe so. Yeah. All right. And if we are butchering your name, we apologize in advance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or I guess it's not in advance cause we've already butchered it like six times, but that's not important. Scott, the other thing I want to say is 497, man. I know. I know. Right? Wow. Crazy. How did that happen? That's uh, what I would like to you know. It all, uh, I it guess all, three, it, three times a week for the last two and a half years. We'll do that, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I can stay on track with my, my workout routines like three times a week. A lot of times it's four or five times, but sometimes I fall off the wagon and it takes me a little while to get back. But I have to say for the past three years, it's been consistently Monday, Wednesday, Friday here on the podcast. Maybe what I should do is make sure that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I definitely work out for those days too. Maybe that's part of that process. I don't know. I'll figure it out, but Wait, I have you, not. You missed. don't listen to your podcast while you work out. That's like a really easy cue. Scott. You I can know. listen to yourself talk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and think then, I want to do that. And then right now. No, okay. no. Let's go ahead. Let, let's dig into the hot seat. Let's All go. right. So we, we got an email here from Quan and Scott, like you said, it says, is this product too competitive? Please help. And he says, my name is Quan. I'm from Seattle, Washington. First, I just wanted to say thank you because honestly, you've been inspirational for me on this Amazon journey. Definitely would not know what I know if it weren't for you. I have a question about my product. Right now, I've invested in a product and I'm having trouble getting organic sales, even though I'm ranking in and out of page one. Initially, the way I thought I was going to run traffic to my product was through aggressive PPC, maybe some Facebook ads, some influencers with a 40% discount offer. Unfortunately, it wasn't getting me enough sales in a day to get me ranked. I did not have a big enough email list to do the email launch that you guys talk about. On top of that, PPC for this keyword is extremely expensive, 3 to $5 a click. Because of this, I decided not to do a giveaway in addition to Facebook and Instagram traffic. The give, or I, I did decide to do a giveaway. It helps if I can read. The giveaway yeah, was enough help. for me to get ranked the, the middle bottom of page one. So we'll just call that the bottom of page one. Okay. Now the problem is I'm not seeing any organic sales. I've been doing a giveaway since the 10th of February, and I don't seem to be getting any traction when it comes to organic sales. Now it just feels like I'm giving away product and 
going to lose money altogether. Is there a period of time before you start to see organic sales? Is this product just too competitive? I see hundreds of pages of products and lots of them have under 20 reviews. Is this a bad sign? Should I just liquidate and move on to a new product? Right now I have about 180 units left and I want to stop the bleeding if I can. Any advice, Quan? Hmm. So Scott, I think we have a good chunk of advice for him just, just based on our initial look. Uh, do you want to kind of dive, just dive right into it? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I think one of the biggest issues is number one, when you did your product research, you know, and you're kind of like looking at the market that you're going to go into, you know, were you looking at what it was going to take to rank? Because a lot of times, Chris, people don't, and Quan, I'm not like, you know, I'm not uh, just picking on you. Um, you know, this is, this is normal. It's a mistake we see. We see it a lot. And, you know, and you're going to learn from it. But I'm not going to sit here and say that the product is like uh, not going to work for you either. I think it could, and I'll talk about why. But I just want to say like in the beginning part of this, like you almost need to know that when you launch, you need 15 or 20 sales per day for the for 14 days, you know, or 10 days, whatever it is, right? Because everyone else has that in the depth and demand that we've looked at already before we went into this market. The other thing is, is I would also be thinking to myself, if that's the case, well, then I have to figure out how am I going to get those sales? You can't just say, I'm gonna turn on pay-per-click and it's going to be all of the sales that you need. In a perfect world, that would be amazing. Like, that would be easy, right? We just pay some money and we get it done. The other option is building your own email list or going out there and finding other influencers in your space that could help you or just a group out there that would be able to, you know, purchase your product at a discount. Now, Chris, I did a little bit of digging here while you were kind of reading that as well, because there was something else I was wondering as far as like what other products could be purchased alongside this product, just because I wanted to kind of know so I could say like, okay, well, maybe you got to start thinking about the second and third product that could be related to this. But what I noticed right away, and this is another thing for people to look at, even when you're looking at competitors. So here's a big, big tip here for you guys. I scrolled down on Quan's listing and I looked at customers who bought this item also bought this. Now, if you are going into a market and you see that people are doing these giveaways in these giveaway groups, that's a little bit of a red flag for me as well, because now I'm saying, well, wait a minute here. I'm going to be competing with someone that's going to be giving away their product at a huge discount or maybe for free in order to get ranked. That's who I'm kind of competing against. That's who I'm playing alongside. And I might not want to do that. So that might have been one red flag that you would have seen. Now, I'm seeing that on your listing itself. I can see that people bought things not even related to your product. So big tip here. If you go to one of the listings that you are looking to sell or one of the, your, your uh, competitors and you scroll down and you're like, wow, their sales look amazing. They've got 1500 sales a month and, and they've been selling for three months. And then you scroll down and you don't see related products, but you see like a garlic press that you sell. And then let's say you see a dog leash, right? Like eh, they don't go together. Like the chances of that being something that Amazon's going to recommend, unless the people that were in that review group or that we'll call it a deal site, right? That is, is a, you know, an old review group that's now converted to a deal site. But if that's the case, you know, that, that, that competition is doing those types of things. So I just kind of want to throw that out there. That's another thing when you when you're doing your product research that you want to look for, because that's a red flag to me. And if you see that there's three or four different competitors that have really good sales, but that is the case too, that all, if they don't have their own frequently bought together type of results, right now at this point, then I wouldn't use their numbers to base my decision on. Does that make sense, Chris? 
It does. And that, that I think is an important thing. And it's, it's kind of an extra step, Scott, just if you're, if you're seeing some of the numbers here that we see for Quan that you may want to take, right? Mm -hmm. If there's a lot of demand in the market, it's definitely something to look at. Or if there's some newer sellers coming on the scene, make sure that they're not doing that. I think that's, that's yeah. a really important step. Yeah, it is. And it was something that I just kind of randomly did here while you were going through that. The other thing um, that I'm going to be kind of talking about here and Chris, and we can dig in. I mean, the first thing that I'm noticing is number one, you are, you are at the highest price point in your, in your market or in your, in your product, uh, you know, as far as competition, like everyone else is, let's just say everyone else is selling for $20 and you're selling for $30. Like that right there already is going to be harder, especially when you don't have the sales velocity to begin with. Now, I looked back at your history. I can kind of do that in Jungle Scout. I looked back at your history and it looks like you launched at around, I think it was like $30 and then you went down to like 23 and then from there you went back up to 27 and I think you've been, you've been just sticking at the 27. And I think I've, when a lot of people launch, they don't realize that that first that first batch of product that you ordered, the second batch even, is really there to just get the sales, to get yourself rooted and kind of get yourself uh, to where you're starting to get rankings. But if you're just sitting there thinking to yourself, but I, but I paid, you know, $12 for this product, there's no way I could sell it for $20. You're already to me not thinking along the lines of I'm in promotion phase here. Like I'm in promotion phase to get my product um, so I can get sales sales that aren't through a deal site, by the way, either. Um, so this way here, I can start to get that organic ranking and then I can start to slowly bring that price up. The market does say that it will, from what I'm gathering and Chris, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. It is telling me that you could get, you know, upwards of 22 to, to $30 depending. Right. But for the most part, the ones that I'm looking at are the, the I would say the sweet spots probably between 23 and 25, but you're already, uh, you know, up, up on the, on the upper end of that. So again, if we're going to do pay-per-click, I would, and again, then someone's like, well, I'm spending money on pay-per-click. How can I even afford to do less than $27? Because you're not going to be doing this to make money this first round, maybe even second round. Does that make sense, Chris? Yeah. And I, I, we've said this before, Scott, our goal with a product is to break even on the first order. Now, mm -hmm. generally we also end up getting a profit because sales velocity takes over. Sure. Right. But <clears throat> if, if we go into it knowing that we are trying to break even, that makes it okay to run pay-per-click and come out at a break-even cost. Now, if you're paying $5 a click for PPC, that's a little different. Mm -hmm. But something tells me that maybe we're missing something on the PPC side because there's a lot of people, some of the, some of the higher-end sellers, you know, the people that are selling more, are running PPC. So either they're they're vomiting money mm -hmm. or or missing something on the PPC side that might that might help us out there. Uh, and it may just be dialing in or, or using some keywords that are lower cost, mm -hmm. right? It may not be the most obvious one. It may be a more generic key term, um, or keyword, I guess is what I should say there. So yeah, I mean, we, we try to break even the biggest challenge here, I think is just to crack and get into those organic ranks for a product like this. We need to be selling. And I just ran the numbers on a slightly different variation of, of the keyword here, Scott, 641 monthly average sales. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's 20. Let's just call it 21 a day. Yeah. Um, if I can do math, I'm sure somebody is yelling back at their podcast right now. If you're in the office listening to this and trying not to get caught by your boss, <laughs> don't don't yell that my math is incorrect. That's a sure sign. Don't do um, that. But you can think it loudly to yourself. Um, 
but if we call it 21, that means we need to sell 21 somehow, mm -hmm. whether that's through discounts, whether that's through PPC, we need to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that we have to push. I'm willing to bet that we're making a decent profit mark. Like if we were to sell this at, what did you say it is? 20, 27? Yeah, they're, they're selling it for 27 or trying to sell it for 27.99. The top seller right now is like 26.99. Okay. So I, I'm willing to bet seeing this product that we're probably making a pretty healthy profit if we were to sell it at 27. Is that a, an accurate statement? I, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, if you've done your sourcing correctly, then I would say yes. This, this product to me, maybe three or four bucks plus shipping. I mean, like on the higher end, Man, let's let's even just call it five bucks, you know, land. OK, let's just say it's 10. Let's say it's ten dollars landed plus five dollars in Amazon fees. <laughs> right. right. I mean, that, that's probably high. That, 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 that's high. Us, but yeah, okay. that would leave us twelve dollars in margin. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So what can we do with that twelve dollars in margin? Well, mm -hmm. we can drop it to nineteen. Mm -hmm. to, to spike those sales, we can run pay-per-click and see what happens and really start to dial that in. Even at $3 a click, that means we would need, you know, a 25% conversion rate to be break even there. Yeah, but that's doable if we find the right keywords, right? Obviously, that's not going to happen in the first week of getting data, right. but it's definitely doable to, to narrow that down. And in narrowing it that down, we're also going to reduce the cost, mm -hmm. not just the, you know, the number of key terms. So, yeah, really to make this move, we need to get velocity behind it mm -hmm. and we need to figure out a way to do that either profitably or worst case at a break even point. Mm -hmm. here. So, OK, so let's talk about those numbers, though. So from what we gathered, from what we looked at, there's one major player right now, which I looked, they're not a major brand. You know, they're just to me, they were first to market in a sense, yep. it kind of looks like. Um, and then now, you know, everyone else is trying to come in and grab some of those, but they're at like 3,500 sales a month. Right. And they've been selling for, I think about a year, uh, which is good. So then we get some good history on that. Uh, but there's some new players that have already come into the space, which that happens, right? It happened to us. It's going to happen. Okay. But I'm looking at someone right now that came into the market and they are ranking on page one, just under the top one and they only have 30 reviews and they're selling for $17.97. Now, they're probably doing exactly what we're saying that we would do is lower the price, run pay-per-click. I, I didn't look either if they're running pay-per-click. I'm going to run, I'm going to do that while we're here on the fly right now. Um, they are not, well, at least they're not on this page. They could be, but they're not on this particular page. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, they're not. Let me extract the second page and see if there's anything coming up there. Um, but from what I'm gathering right now, I am not seeing any pay-per-click being run from them. So that tells me that they're probably doing, which again, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do a little uh, work here on the fly, Chris. I'm going to click into that listing and I'm going to see frequently bought together. And yes, frequently bought together. Guess what? The frequently bought products are together, Chris. Want to guess? No, it's I would like you to tell me. Okay. It is, <laughs> it is a supplement. Hmm. So this product is not a supplement and it doesn't lend itself to a supplement. Okay. At all. So that clearly tells me they are giving away massive amounts in order to rank it's, and they're pricing at 1797. So they're totally losing money in order to make this work. All right. So again, all I did was I clicked into that competition and I seen exactly what they're, what they're frequently bought together was. Okay. So 
again, that's something you got to pay attention to. They are aggressive. All right. I'm going to go to one more, Chris. Another one that looks like that they've been around for a little while. Uh, let me just look at the sales numbers again. And sorry, guys, for doing this on the fly, but I want to actually work through this together. All right. So I've got another another one here that's selling for twenty nine ninety five. Um, 1,400 sales per month with only 17 reviews. And I'm pulling that up. They've been selling since November of 2017. And they started with about a couple hundred sales. And then they didn't have sales really in January. Must have ran out of stock or something. And then now they're back and they've had a 900 sales. All right. So that's it. That's all the history they have. But here's what I want to do next. I'm going to go ahead and I am going to click on that particular one because they have a lot of sales, right? And I'm going to click on them and I'm going to go down to frequently bought together and I'm going to do exactly what I just did with you guys. And let's go ahead. I'm going to do this on the fly. Frequently bought together. Where are you? Um, bu -bu -bu -bu. Bear with me for this one here. It's showing me sponsored. Then customers who viewed this also viewed this. I'm not seeing a frequently bought together in this one, which is really, really strange, Chris. Why is that not showing up? Just because you're looking for it. Yeah, and I'm doing this on the fly. So um, was this was this somebody off the main search? I'll see if I have it. Uh, no. Um, well, yes, it, it was. Um, but anyway, I I don't want to take up more time doing this. I'll do this while you're um while you're filling in uh, as far as like what your thoughts are on uh you know the numbers. Like, let's just talk about the numbers again. Like, you know, you've got some pretty big numbers here. You know, we've got some pretty big numbers where. You know, the price is decent, right? It's between $19.95 and $29.95, but the numbers are pretty large. I mean, we're talking $1,300, we're talking $790, we're talking $1,400, uh, $400, $700, $3,700, $1,400. Those are some big, big numbers. So again, Chris, like you said, 20 a day, that could get us maybe on page one. But it might even take a little bit more. So again, if we were look, Chris, if we were looking at these numbers before we went into this market, what would we be, what would we be be thinking? I think our biggest concern here, you know, again, not reviews related, but mm -mm. just depth, depth related for mm. sure. There is a ton of depth here, but that can also be a double-edged sword, right? And it's something you and I talked about uh, recently inside the class. Even, you know, if if we're seeing a ton of depth, if we're seeing thousands of units move. That's also a sign for us that the the market may be a little competitive, not necessarily in terms of like can't enter into that market, but it is something that we need to note because we do, Scott, like we mentioned earlier, we do need to know how many sales it's going to take to rank there. And if we're seeing, you know, a thousand units, let's just call it 900 so I can do the math there. That's 30 units a day, right? We need 30 units a day for usually five to 10 days to really kind of secure that ranking. What is that? Five. So five days at 30 units a day, it's 150 at 10 days. That's 300. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a lot of inventory <laughs> that we yeah. need to have that we need to be able to move in the beginning. And that's one of the reasons that we typically tell people to look for the 10 by 10 by one products. Look for something that's going to sell you 10 a day, especially up front. Now, Scott, you know, if we had a brand and a big email list, you know, if, if we saw this kind of depth, and this number of sales required for a product in the new brand, mm -hmm. right? Knowing that we have 25,000 emails and we have some capital behind it. Would this scare you away? No. Uh, in the new brand? No. Would this be a first product that you launch? It probably wouldn't be a first product, but it would okay. definitely be a product 
you know, that I would launch and I would do it, you know, as soon as, again, if I started the brand and I had this, then maybe I would think about launching it, but I don't know if it would be the first product. Um, I think I would try to go after something that had a little bit less sales so I could go ahead and maybe get 10 sales a day for 10 or 15 days and then start to rank and then start to, to kind of build that momentum. I wouldn't want to go after something that had over a thousand sales per month, um, right out of the gate. And that's, that's one of the things that I think is, is really important to understand. The reason that we talk about that is not because we want all these sales for ourselves. It's not because these products are inherently bad. It's just, if you have, uh, if you don't have the resources in place from a, you know, an email list that you could tap into to the capital that's required to keep something like this up and moving, it becomes very difficult and it becomes a drain. And so one of the things, Scott, that you and I talk about all the time is going after those 300 unit a month products in the beginning, because that's going to help you build up your war chest and your cash flow, right? So that you can come launch a product like this, because even if we get to page one, if we can't keep up with the inventory, we're going to get knocked out real fast mm. by somebody who can. Yeah. And so that's, that's one of the things that stands out to me. The other thing that, that stood out to me, Scott, you were talking about that, that person selling at 1797. We know for a fact that they're doing giveaways because they're showing up with a, what is clearly a private label supplement. And I happen to know the exact service that they're using because I get emails from them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen that supplement in those emails. But the other thing that was interesting for me is they're actually using influencers. Mm. And I just went to Google and I typed in the brand name and I see them talking about the product, right? And they have YouTube videos and Instagram influencers that are pushing sales of that product as well. Now, I don't know how many of them are coming from that versus how many are coming from the giveaway, but it looks like they're throwing everything at this product. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I noticed too, Chris, um, I was just doing a little bit more research while you were, um, while you were giving your thoughts. Um, there's also a, another color that seems to be grabbing some of the share. So, uh, you know, that could be another factor, right? Like, you know, are, are those numbers because they have two variations on there? Are some of those numbers not for the color or style that you're selling? Um, could that be part of the reason, you know? It's a great question. You know what I well, mean? Well, that's that's one of the things that's interesting, Scott. And I think it, they're selling at uh, 1995 here. They're in they're in second position. They have two variations. Their their variation that is the most similar to Quan's is not selling well. Mm. The variation that's different is the reason that they're ranked number two on that page. Mm -hmm. uh, and I I think you're probably looking at the same listing that I am here. Um, they're selling really well. The the variation that's different is 420. Mm -hmm. the variation that's the same as everybody else's, they're only selling 83, mm -hmm. right? Which, you know, to me, again, that, that speaks to this market. If you launch the same exact product that everyone else has, you're going to run into that issue. The reason that this product is doing well is because it's different. Not everybody wants the same color. Right. And so they were able to test it probably with a small quantity of, of a different color, see that it was working well, and then go all in with that other color. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. Um, the other thing uh, that I wanted to mention here is because I was doing a little bit more digging through like frequently bought together and stuff. If the sales are not that much, like let's say you have 300 sales, right? And that sounds good. But if you have only been selling for a month, you might not get frequently bought together. That's my um, that's my thought on that. That's why I, I don't think I could I could see what that other seller was frequently bought together. So that also tells me that they might not be doing giveaways. They might be using their own list or they might be, they might be using influencers, something like that. Um, 
if they were using a giveaway service of some kind uh, or you know review group or any of that stuff, I would assume that it would come up with frequently bought together. It does say customers who viewed this item also viewed this. Um, customers also shopped for, but it doesn't um, it doesn't give me you know frequently bought together. Um, so again, I just wanted to add that in because I kind of was going through that. Um, so okay, what what kind of advice here for Quan? Um, would, would you want to give him at this stage of the game? Well, it's, it's actually interesting, Scott, because most of the time when we do hot seats, we say, look, dude, your title is wrong. Your yeah. images are wrong. Yeah. Your pricing is probably wrong. Uh, go fix those things and then tell us what the traffic is, right? In this case, I don't think that the, the listing is necessarily the issue. I think we've, we've got the main keyword at the, the front of the title, right? The pictures are pretty good. They're, they're definitely on par with what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. There's some things that we could test there, but nothing that I would say is like killing them. Um, the biggest thing for me here is traffic and velocity, right? We need, if, if this is a product we want to make work, we need to make the velocity happen and then let organic sales take over. Now, he said he did some giveaways and he got to the bottom of page one. In this market, that's not enough, right? We got the demand is at the top of page one, mm. and it's very it's a very top heavy market. And while there is some demand at the bottom of page one, it's not nearly as much as what's you know at the middle of page one or the top of page one, right? It's still you know it's okay. It's five units a day, based on what I'm seeing here, five six units a day mm -hmm. at the bottom, but the top is 18 units a day or 20 units a day or 30 mm. units a day, depending on the keyword that you search. And so we need to get velocity to get up there. Now, here's the other thing. Quan let us know he's got 180 of them. Well, if it's, if we need to get 30 units a day, that gives us six days. If we give them all away, mm. that would give us six days of coverage. Yeah. Right. For me, I, I don't know that that's worth it because we then have to go re like we would have to reorder the product. We would have to do that. And then we have to hope that we get it in time to keep the ranking. Mm hmm. Um, so I guess the question for you, Scott is, is this something that you would write off? Is this something that you think we should try and make work? If so, how do we try and make it work? Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? That's just kind of my initial interpretation. Yeah. Well, at. I think going back to product like selection and, and finding your market. And again, uh, you know, we've mentioned this recently cause we've been really kind of like just going all in on product discovery and finding your market because we've been uh, doing our new training with uh, with our class and that is uh, product discovery boot camp where we really drill into number one the market and then the products but then we also look at this stuff right like if we're looking at like a market that we're going to go into and we look, we're looking at the numbers right we we need to know up front that a 300 unit order isn't going to work because we need to we need to to get 300 sales in the first 15 days in order to rank. So that's part of that criteria that we need to understand. Um, and again, like I said, we go really deep in this in product discovery bootcamp. So this would be a nice time to put a little shameless plug in there. If you guys are struggling with this, if you guys want to go through this process and really kind of go through those checklists and really uh, figure out the market, but then also make sure that you're you're checking off all the right boxes so when you do launch you don't run into a situation like this or at least you're prepared for it um so if you guys want to check that out productdiscoverybootcamp.com check it out really excited about that it's been going really really awesome so definitely check that out if you're interested or if you're stuck in this process but like right now my thought would be this 
you know, can you get rid of those units and break even right now, liquidating them? Absolutely. I, I would have no problem saying, what's my rock bottom price to just break even on this, even if I buffer in a little bit like $2 a unit in pay-per-click. Maybe that is uh, $19.95. Okay, cool. Then I go ahead and I do a pay-per-click for $19.95 uh, price point and I, I blow them out, right? Get my money back, start over, you know, dust myself off and I start over again, right? Or you're like, no, I think that there is potential here because there is, but you need more units in order to do any type of, you know, sales velocity push, right? You, you have to do that. Um, and if that's the case, then you have to also say to yourself, is this something that I'm going to be building additional products in? Are there accessories to this product that lend itself to the main product? And then the other product lend itself to this product, like back and forth, like cross promoting. Is there three to five products in this? You know, me personally, I think there could be some additional products, but I don't know if there's a whole market for this. Um, and, and I would have to do more research to say, who is buying this mostly? Like who, like there's gotta be a certain segment of like the market that's buying this for certain purposes. I would need to figure that out and then start to position this thing for that market or that part of the market. And then if I could do that and then build a brand in there, then I would be okay moving forward. But if not, then it would be easy. It would be like, figure out my, my break even, run a little pay-per-click, you know, basically liquidate, start over. That would be my thoughts. I think, I think I'm on the same page there. And Scott, looking at this, there's definitely the potential for a market, right? I can think of three times that this would be used. Uh, and also just straight up based on the photos here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Quan is showing use cases. There's some other potential products in this market. And if you can build a list in this market and it sounded like he started to and that he just didn't think he had enough to launch to it. And if you guys are building an email list, I don't care how small it is. Send them an email. Right. Yeah. The worst thing that happens is you don't sell anything. Right. It doesn't cost you anything to send them that email. Right. Um, but there's definitely a lot of other things that could be used with this product. Not necessarily directly, but that they, they speak to the same uh time in people's lives or the same market, right? And it's something that if you could get some of those other things, you could definitely piggyback on those other things to launch this product. And that for me, Scott, I think kind of comes back to the conversation that I was asking you about or the question that I was asking you, which is like, would you launch this as a first product? Now knowing the brand that we might be able to build in this market, the answer would be no, I wouldn't launch this as a first product. I would find something that's less competitive that appeals to the same market build that list, build up that war chest, and then come in and hit this product hard and get it to rank. As for right now, I, you know, again, it depends on what you want to do. You can definitely make this work, but you need to run the numbers mm -hmm. and you need to know that if you double down on it or triple down on it, that you are going to have enough and you're, you are going to have a way, whether that's by building up your email list or by using some of these, these services that your competitors are using to rank to really get those 25, 30 sales a day for 10 to 20 days, mm. right? Because if you run out, if you know, if you run out of those 300 units, like you said, Scott, you're done. Mm -hmm. So we need 300 to 400 units in this market to even kind of make a dent in the organic rankings and get to that, the top of that first page. Yeah. And I think just to kind of wrap up here, um, the other thing I was noticing, uh, again, going through kind of like the different results that were coming back for some of those main keywords. And I know you, that you said that you think you're ranking for page one on, you know, for certain keywords and that might be so, but they can't be the main keywords that's driving a majority of the sales, um, 
to be honest with you. Um, and again, the way that I would do that is number one, I would dig through that listing of the top seller and see where there could be some keywords that they're ranking for that you're just not, you know, that you're not ranking for or that you're uh, not even targeting. You know, um, I would look at that uh, one way that I kind of do it. And I know, Chris, you do. And we've done it together is we use scope, which uh, if I go on, uh, you have to use Google Chrome. If you have that installed, what you'll do is you'll go to that competitor's listing. You'll you'll go on scope. You'll just hit the tab. It'll populate and it'll show you keywords that that uh, that that listing is showing up for. And it'll also give you through their algorithm. It's nothing that's concrete, but it's through their algorithm in scope that they've put together um, of like various keywords that are driving sales. So you can kind of look at that and get a better idea than just guessing. Um, and I'm not saying that it's 100% accurate, but it's at least something more than just looking at it and guessing. Um, and that there can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash scope, or you can just go to the show notes to this episode and I'll link all that up. Everything we've talked about, I'll link it up in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I think, again, I mean, not to kind of uh, you know keep uh, beating it to death here, but I, I think the product is good. I think the market is, is good. I think that um, you just have to get more sales. And if you get more sales, I think the rankings will come. And then there's nothing to me different between yours and the, the one that's selling 3,800. The one that's selling 3,800 is not a major brand. So that's a positive thing. But it also says that, you know, they have that momentum and that velocity right now. And it's going to be hard to directly compete. So that's why I would start looking at the second, third, fourth, and fifth and seeing what I can do to kind of wiggle into one of their spots and start grabbing some of those. But again, some of those guys might be ranking right now and not ranking, you know, three months from now because right now it's short lived. And that's why you want to definitely make sure that you look at the history and see what they've been doing over time and not just looking at like the numbers that pop up first. Um, so the other thing is though, before I do wrap up here, Chris, is I was looking at the listing. I would be very careful though with adding anything that is against, against terms of service. There's a few mm -hmm. things there bullet wise. Um, I know everyone is, is, um, you know, trying to jump on the, you know, put an emoji in there or put like a star or anything like that. Be, be careful with that. I don't think it's necessarily, it's not going to get you more sales in my opinion. Um, if anything, it could act as a, um, as a red flag to Amazon and it could maybe hurt your rankings versus help you. I'm looking at the number one seller and, um, they have some pretty standard bullets. Um, they're, they're not going crazy with like emojis and, you know, stuff like that. So just, just be careful with that. Um, I don't think it's necessary. Um, and then just make sure that you optimize your backend keywords, make sure that you're doing that as well. So anything else you want to wrap up with Chris before we officially sign off? No, I think the, the biggest lesson out of this one, Scott, is, like I said, it's not images, it's not title, but it's the uh, the plague of too much demand and not launching and, and securing that demand appropriately, I think, is is the issue we have here. And, it, you know, looking at the numbers, it looks like a great market to launch into. However, we need to take that the upside of that demand with the downside. Right. We need to understand that if the demand is a thousand units on average that we need to meet that to rank on page one and to really secure that place. So it's going to take a little bit more effort up front to push those things. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to discount either. 
um, that Quan actually went out there and and took some action, you know, and learned a ton through this process. And whether this product is a, is a success, which I think it could be, um, but if um, even if it's not, you're you're still a winner in the sense that you've went out there, you've done it, you've went through the entire process, you've got some you know some good images, you've got a good listing up, you're, you're learning pay per click, you're you're learning that the next time you do your product research, you're going to look at these things. And again, that's exactly what we talk about inside of product discovery bootcamp uh, to a T. I mean, we go right through picking the market and then looking at the products that support that market. But then we also look at those numbers and we look at those initial numbers that we're going to have to create. Like we're going to have to make those numbers happen. And then that also bases our decision on how much inventory we're going to need to start. If you're going to have to, you know, have 500 units sold in your first month in order to compete, well, you can't launch, you can't order 300 units, right? So that could make it where you put that right. one on the shelf and you go to the next product. Um, so again, just things that we definitely dig into really deeply in Product Discovery Bootcamp. And um, again, that is um, productdiscoverybootcamp.com. Check that out if you're interested at all. I'm really excited about that training. And uh, it's just, it's one of those things that it allows us to go through the process and kind of show you exactly what we're looking at, kind of like we're doing here in an audio version. Um, so that's it, Chris. That's what I got. So Quan, good luck to you. Keep us posted. Of course, anyone else that's listening that, uh, you know, is thinking to themselves, is this product too competitive? This is, this is definitely one that you probably want to go back and listen to again, or even just go grab those show notes and transcripts because, you know, we kind of went through all of those key components and those those checklist items that you want to definitely make sure that you go through. All right, guys. So that is going to officially wrap this up. The show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 497. And you can grab them all over there and uh, let us know what you think. Drop a comment in, in, in the comment section in the blog, or if you're listening to this on YouTube, or if you're listening to this on Facebook, drop us something in the comments. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. I know Chris is going to say it with me today because he's so excited about saying it. He's going to do it really, really good today. You ready, Chris? Well, now I kind of just want to mail it in. <laughs> On the count of three, one, two, three, take, take action. action. Have an awesome, amazing day, guys. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now, you totally did an awesome job there, Chris. You did better than Joel. We're going to say that publicly. Well, I mean, I have to. <laughs>